Those that are lost don't understand this. They're not in the war. They're just like the people on the other side of the world that's still living, and there's a war going on in this country, but they don't really feel it here. Sometimes they might. And that's like those that are lost in the world among us tonight in this community. They don't feel the same things that we feel. They don't see the same things that we're able to see. And it's not putting somebody up on a pedestal or not, but what I'm talking about is they don't have the understanding. In 2 Thessalonians 3 and 1, this is, As for other matters, brothers and sisters, pray for us that the message of the Lord may spread rapidly and be honored, just as it was with you. And pray that they may be delivered from wicked and evil, that we may be delivered from wicked and evil people. For not everyone has faith, but the Lord is faithful and he will strengthen you and protect you from the evil one. We have confidence in the Lord that you are doing and will continue to do the things we command. May the Lord direct your hearts in God's love and Christ's perseverance. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we command you, brothers and sisters, to keep away from every believer who is idle and disruptive and does not live according to the teaching you receive from us. For you yourselves know you ought to follow our example. We were not idle when we were with you, nor did we eat anyone's food without paying for it. On the contrary, we work night and day, laboring and toiling so that we will not be a burden to any of you. We did this not because we do not have the right to, for, to such help, but in order to offer ourselves as a model for you to imitate. For even when we were with you, we gave you this rule. The one who is unwilling to work shall not eat. We hear that some among you are idle and disruptive. They are not busy. They are busy bodies. Such people we command and urge in the Lord Jesus Christ to settle down and earn the food they eat. As for you, brothers and sisters, never tire of doing what is good. Take special note of anyone who does not obey our instruction in this letter. Do not associate with them in order that they may feel ashamed. Now, folks, that's the word of God. Did I read that right? Do not associate with them that they may feel ashamed. You do not regard them as an enemy, but warn them as you would a fellow believer. I wanted to read all that to get to this place back at the beginning. As for the other matters, Paul been already talking to the Thessalonians and he says, but now there's something else going on here. There's something else that I want you to pray for. There's something else that is important and I need you to pay attention. He's saying, don't stop reading now. Don't stop receiving now, but pay attention. Pray for us. Now, folks, that can go for every believer that can go for all the ministers. That can go for all the ones who are Sunday school teachers. Everybody that's doing work for the Lord. The musicians, the ones in the sound booth, it goes for everybody. Pray for us. 
Now, why in the world did Paul do that? He goes on down here and says, well, God knows everything. He'll protect us from the evil, but he said, pray for us. He tells them later on, do good. Don't give up doing good. Don't give up doing what's right. But up here he said, pray for us. Why did he do that? Because we're in a war tonight. We're in a war tomorrow. We're in a war the next day until we leave this earth, whether it be by the grave or whether we're raptured out of here, we are in a war. It's so much easier to not do anything for Jesus. You know, come in and, 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 and visit church. You know, maybe sing a song if you like it or don't if you don't like it. We can do that. But just to not do anything for Jesus. Well, I, you know, I, I don't, I'm not able to teach. You're right, you're not. He is. If it's about you, then you just figure it out that it's not going to get done and you'll ride this boat like this. It, you see, pray for us. Because of this war. You see, this gives you the picture that this man was like a messenger. In the war times, you know, in all the wars I reckon, we have these ideas of these messengers that carry important information to the army up on the, up on the lines where, where the battle's going on. Not back here where it's comfortable. You know, yeah, something can get you here and people have died back here, but up here people's dying every day and bunches of them. Brother Eddie, you've been in war. You know what I'm talking about. And when the bullets start flying and when the enemy says, well, I better kill you or you're going to kill me, that's about how it is. And we need to understand that what we're in tonight is a war. You see, we went to pray tonight. And I don't ever want our prayers to get to something that is just what we do on Sunday night. They have to be fervent prayers. They have to be prayers for those that put in and said, pray for my lost family members. Or pray for my child who is sick. Pray for deliverance from this or that or the other thing. And it didn't say maybe. But we need to pray. And we need to understand that there's a war going on and there's an enemy that don't want God receiving any kind of glory. You see, when we get delivered from things, whenever we get the right kind of you know, a boost from God... Oh, the enemy don't like that because that gives that makes people's faith grow. And Paul said, pray for us because of this war. Where's the war at? It's so much easier to just come to church and we'll go ahead and sit down and we'll sing our songs and we'll do this or oh, we'll do that and we'll do nothing else. Why? Because we don't want to engage in the war. But if you're telling people about Jesus, and you're telling people about what God, you know, you notice he put commands in here. He put commands in that word that we just read. To do or not to do. Now, brother, when you start doing that, the war hits. It's one thing to stand inside the church and tell the world who ain't even listening to us right now that that this is wrong or that's wrong, you need to change your ways. It's a whole other thing when you're standing out there on the platform. You get a, get a, better get ready for some ridicule. You better get ready for somebody that's going to stand up against you. You better get ready to have some wounds. You see, wounds happen in war. You got prayer wounds tonight? 
Have you been to that place of prayer? Have you been that place for the kingdom of God that you have some wounds? And you know, I've got them. And then you can do like Paul. You can say, yeah, but, you know, he'll protect us from the evil one. But let me tell you something. You'll get some wounds. Anybody know what I'm talking about? We can talk one-on-one, and some wounds can happen. But you know what? Sometimes the wounds have to happen so that we can heal. We need to know that that wound is there. Maybe a little salt has to get rubbed into it. Maybe some eyes. You remember that purple stuff that mom used to put on? Remember you got a boo-boo? I don't ever see it no more. When they had that little stick, it went down in there, and they'd get that purple stuff out, and they'd put it on there. What? Mercure chrome, that's it. The purple stuff, yeah. And it stayed on till you wore it off. But man, when that stuff got put on, it burned. And if you was like... Younger than 15, you probably cried. And if you was older than 15, you would have cried, but you had too much pride. <laughs> the stuff hurt, but, you know, that's my, it's working. And you feel like your legs burn. Well, it's working. It's killing germs. We're in a war tonight. And until we get called home, saints, we are still to fight the war. And we need to understand that sometimes in battle, there's going to be some wounds. And he said, pray for us. What do you want them to pray for them for? So that they could stand fast, that the gospel would go out. Now, they was going into places where nobody had heard about Jesus. They were taking the gospel to people who had other, other beliefs. Now, that's a pretty tough road to hoe, isn't it? It's easy to stand up in here. You know, I say, well, I used to be, Brother Gene, I used to, it was hard to get up there and talk. But I found out this is, you know, it gets easier, but, you know, this is not the real battle. Sometimes it is. Sometimes you get mad at me because Jesus gives me something to give you, and you can't see him, and you can't talk back to him and know that he's hearing you. You can't pinch him. You can't do this, so who do you go to? You go to the guy that carried the mail. Am I right? Amen? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Maybe to your children or to a friend. That's where the war happens, right? A loved one is being held captive or a friend is being held captive or they're being attacked. And now it's time to go to war and put the mercurochrome on. Do you see what I'm talking about? And that's why we have to lift each other up in prayer every day. There should never be a word come out of our mouths as saints of God that's not going to be uplifting for our brothers and sisters, for our family members, for everybody. Hey. Because the war is happening. In Matthew 6, 6, I think. Brother Gene, you got that? You got it, Danny? Here. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut the door, pray to thy Father which is in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. That's the hospital. 
You've been in the war. Sometimes the hospitals with brothers and sisters. We help each other out. We lift one another up. We lift one another up in prayer, what we did tonight. But now for the individual, let's pray that they will do what that scripture says. It's not talking about going over and getting in the broom closet. You can do that. The broom closet will be quite fine, and if you go to my house and try to get in the closet, you ain't going to happen. There's too many clothes and shoes and stuff to get in there. I won't fit. But if you did fit and you want to go, and he's not just saying go into this place. He's talking about going into somewhere alone. As a matter of fact, it gives the ideal of going into like a husband and a wife's bedroom where intimacy happens. I love my children, and, I, and, you know, we all adults here, I guess, enough. Moms and dads, it's, you know, probably time to have that talk if it's coming out now. But that's the place where intimacy happens, and I love my children, but they're not welcome there. That's not a place that they belong. And see, whenever it comes time for me to get with God, and he's talking about go inside of this place and get alone with me so that I can heal you. And I don't have to go in there with nobody. I need to go in there with him. And whether, it, you know, Jesus got up early in the morning, and there's nothing in the Bible that says that just because you get up at 5 a.m., you're something special, some super Christian. Anybody ever work second shift or third shift? Yeah, you know what it's about. Five o'clock in the morning, you're snoozing, and you ain't nobody going to budge you. But when it's time for you to get up and go to work, that's your morning. But what Jesus did is he got up before everybody else got up so that he could have that alone time, and he went to a mountaintop. Now, you want to run up, walk up here and walk up to the top of the peaks of Otter and pray to Jesus every morning? Have at it. You'll probably live a long time because you're going to have some cardio happening. But you're not going to get any closer to talking to God at the top of the peaks of Otter as you will standing out here by this graveyard or maybe over at Brother Eddie's chicken coop. Or down in a tree stand at my house next to a big stump. But the thing is, is you got to get to the place to where you're alone with God and nothing else gets in the way. It has to happen. We prayed tonight for those others that have needs, and that's what we're to do. We're praying for one another. What we just pointed out, pray for them and pray for one another because there's a battle going on. I have never in my life fight so many battles as I have since I put a suit on and started preaching the gospel. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, why don't you just go get some license and step into the pulpit and step into a group of people and you'll know what battle is. You'll know that the devil is real and he'll do everything he can to tear you apart, to tear your family apart, to make you lose friends, to take away your acquaintances. He'll do what he can. And if you don't believe me, walk in those shoes. So yes, I ask you all the time, you give money on first Sunday, I need it. But I need your prayers more. I can do without something. I might not want to do without it. You know, I like to eat pretty good. But please pray. Because the enemy don't like it when people are being delivered and when people are receiving truth that's going to set them free. And if you don't think he's real, wake up. 
because he wants to tear you down. He wants to do what he can to destroy that work that's being done. And he'll use anybody that's ever got a whim to walk that battle with him. You see, that's the picture there. You didn't get that when you read it, did you? So pray for us because we're going to, we, want this, we want this word to have the same effect on you or on them as it did on you. That's what we're praying for. That's why we're stepping in and doing the work that we do. You folks that are singing, thank you for it. Playing the music, thank you for it. Thanks for giving up your Saturday to come and practice sometimes. Thank you for what you're doing. And you in the sound booth, thank you for what you're doing because it makes a difference. It makes it all work. It gets us to this place that we as a people can come in and we can pray and we can worship and we can receive from God and maybe some others can too. Pray. But then, tonight, I want to ask you this question and you answer it for yourself. You don't have to answer to me. I'm not Jesus. So it doesn't matter what you tell me. You can tell me all kinds of great stuff, and I just might think you're a super Christian, but that don't mean a one iota with God who knows all things. We take out time to watch the ball games. I did that Saturday night. It was some good ball games. And we take out time to do this, and we take out time to do that, and we take out time to do all these other things. I need to ask you a question, and you answer it for yourself. Are you taking out time? in the intimate place with God. Because if you ain't, you're getting weak. If you ain't taking that time and you don't, you know, it's good for a husband and wife to pray together and that's fine, but at some point you got to get along with God. It might be driving to work and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Like I said, geographical location and prostration and position, it don't have nothing to do with it. What it has to do is what's right here. It's a heart thing. So that's the question for you. What kind of intimacy are you having with the Father? And we're here to pray, right? And yes, it's okay that we pray in concert together. It teaches the young ones. And it, you know what? Maybe I might be a little loose today. And then I was praying with Brother Steve over there a minute ago, and he commenced to praying for people. Well, that was the Holy Spirit working because then I started praying too and now two or three have just come together and Jesus is right there in the midst of us. You see what I'm talking about? Don't look at the guy in the suit and think he's got all the answers and he knows everything. I forget a lot. Can I get an amen? Brother Ken forgets a lot. But that's why we have got the prayer line and it gets out and other people get it and that's why we got the emails happening with the prayer because it's that important. And we got testimonies of what God has done, right? Salvations, healings, those that have come back to Jesus. And it's not about what we've done, but it's what he's done. And I'm telling you, prayer works. And he will come and try to fight us. And therefore, we got to pray one for another. Keep each other lifted up. And as I said, you run out of things to pray for and you got a spare second, say, Ken Lester, God, he needs you. Please, I beg you. Ken Lester needs you. And you might think of Brother Murphy, and you might think of Gary Vernon, and some others that you know around here, and Sister Kay going to be preaching revivals here in the next couple of weeks. Lift them up to God. You know why? Because they're doing something. 
They're doing something that's taking a word there. They're doing something that's going to make a difference in somebody's life. And the devil, I can promise you, I know. And if they all tell you it ain't happening, I must have missed something. Brother Bays, does it happen? Am I right on this? So it's not just my youth. It happens. They're going to face the battle. So we got to go into the battlefield and we got to pray for one another, lift each other up, but don't ever forget, well, I came to prayer service on Sunday night. Oh, man. Get you some closet time with Jesus tonight or in the morning and make sure you do it every day. And I'm going to tell you even then, that old devil ain't going to stop. He's going to be knocking on the door. But he don't win. We learned that here. God will protect us from him. But you know what, Brother Gene? Sometimes we can make some stupid decisions ourselves. Blame God or blame Jesus, and neither one of them had nothing to do with it. So we got to have God. So tonight we're going to break up. I want you to find your alone place. Boyfriends and girlfriends, it's time to depart. Got to get that down now. I don't mean to point you out, but it's got to happen. Husbands and wives, you real close right now, it's time to depart. Find you a spot in the sanctuary, and you and God have a talk. I urge you, it's that important. If you're not going to have the talk, I ask that you just sit here with reverence until everybody else gets finished praying. Have some time with Jesus right now. That way, you can go home and watch the TV show tonight, and you've had some time with Jesus, okay? Or not. Maybe that didn't sound right, but you know what I'm talking about. If you'll get in the habit of doing it here, and there's a lot of room over here. A lot of room over here. You can have your own spot. So we're going to have some time now to get alone with the Father. And you might talk to him, and you might ask him something, and you might just listen. Because he works in a still small voice and he works with fire. We don't manipulate him and make him do anything. We want him to do the work. I read a book about God chasers and the guy walked, I think it was God chasers. Tommy Taney, was that his name? came into this church and these people got hungry for prayer and the spirit of God came in and folks come walking in and all these people just laying here and they ain't yelling, they ain't running the floors they're weeping some were weeping because Jesus had just set them free from a bondage they've been carrying some of them were weeping just because they was in the presence of God some of them were all with tears of joy I believe that can happen Find you a place tonight. Go pray.